0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Memento Malm today. In this episode we'll be talking about the origins of the Gala Apple, one of the chief apples grown within Canada and the United States, as a common commercial apple. Let's get started. Our story starts with the foundations of apples. In modern times, many modern apples, and heirloom apples for that matter, are derived from several founders. Renette saint Tung, seen on the bottom right, gave rise to the apple cultivar Renette French, which in turn is in the pedigree of 15% of all apples, both heirloom and modern. The other foundation cultivar is margill, seen on the upper left, more on this cultivar later. There's also other major founders and minor founders such as Golden Pippin, Renette De Carmes, and so on and so forth, but for this episode not be relevant. We must cover one of the chief ancestors of the gala. And to do that, we need to talk about Richard Cox. Mr. Cox was an English brewer and horticulturist who bred apple varieties such as Cox Orange Pippin and Cox Pomona. Prior to retirement, Mr. Cox owned and operated the Black Eagle Brewery, Brewery, located at 27 White Grounds, Bermondsey, London, until 1820. He then retired with his wife Anne to the countryside known as Cullenbrook Lawn in Berkshire. During this time, he pursued his hobby of horticulture. His retirement house sat on two acres of land in the vicinity of Rodney Way and Devonshire Close on the north side of Old Bath Road. His land now lies a mile west of the modern-day boundary of Heathrow Airport. In 1830, it is said that he crossbred the cultivar Ripson Pippin, a descendant of Margill with Blenheim orange. two of his seedlings, Cox Pomona and Cox Orange Pippin, were then selected to be commercial cultivars. In 1836, he supplied grass to a nursery known as East Small & Son, who then offered the trees for sale in 1840. However, these cultivars remained mostly unknown until the famous plant breeder and nurseryman Charles Turner of the Royal Nurseries of Slough, began offering them in his catalogue in 1850 about five years after Richard Cox died. By 1883, this cultivar became one of the most popular apples in the country, and since then it's been used extensively in breeding a great many apples in the UK. You'd be hard-pressed to find an apple grown that extensively or used in that much breeding in modern times, at least in Europe and the UK. There is a twist to this tale, however. One of the researchers I've talked about extensively in the past and going into the future is Nicholas P. Howard. He is the genealogy guy I draw a great deal of my information from, especially when it comes to Minnesota apples. You see, both Blenheim orange and Ripsum pippin, pippin are triploids. Triploid apples cannot produce viable pollen and, as such, cannot cross brief each other. This information came out. This information became fully realized in the early 2000s. So the question was, if Blenheim Orange and Ripsum Pippin are not the parents of this apple, what are the, are the parents? Utilizing genetic markers, a full pedigree of the lineage that led to Ripsum Pippin, Blenheim Orange, and Cox Orange Pippin was elucidated. Renette French and Renette de Carmes would lead to the creation of Renette de Holland, alongside other cultivars such as ames pere and Mabot's Paramain. Rennet the Holland would then give rise to Blenheim Orange, as a direct lineal descendant. Rennet the French would also create the offshoot known as, would give rise to the Seedling, later known as the Cultivar, Nonsuch Park. This would then crossbreed with Margiel to give rise to Ripson Pippin. Rennet the French would also give rise to the Nonpareil. This lineage would give rise to a great many apples, including Rosemary Russet, Brownlee's Russet, Nolan Pippin, and so on and so forth. More on this lineage in a later video. Rosemary Russet and Margot would then crossbreed to create Cox Orange Pippin, based on the genetic evidence. How did this mix-up happen? Well, Ripson Pippin and Margot look very similar to each other. And when it comes to pollen, accidental pollinations of another pollen rather than the intended variety can happen quite easily, especially prior to modern techniques of emasculation. So a combination of mislabeling and the randomness inherent to plant breeding prior to the refinement of the emasculation techniques would have led to this mislabeling. But regardless, the result of the work of Richard Cox led to a great many cultivars being bred. Here's what both cultivars look like. This is where we get into the history of the Gala proper. Mr. James Hutton Kidd was born September twelfth, 1877, in Hexham, Northumberland, England. He later emigrated to New Zealand, where he began training for orcharding work within Apples. In 1906, he moved his, he moved his small orchard growing operations to Greytown, due to its declining health. During this time, he married Aoife Laura, Gilbert. His interest in orcharding led to him experimenting with new techniques for apple growing, such as planting trees in fertile soil, not deep cultivating around the trees, and strongly advocated for research into disease prevention. He experimented with cultivars such as Red Delicious and Jonathan. You see, the English variety, Cox orange pippin, while its flavor was magnificent, hence its common usage in made from breeding projects, it was less than durable, falling to every disease under the sun. To that end, Mr. Kidd would crossbreed these American apples such as Jonathan, Golden Delicious, and Red Delicious with English apples such as Cox Orange Pippin. Its first major success was Kidd's Orange Red, a cross between Cox Orange Pippin and Red Delicious the latter of which will be covered in a later video. Unlike Cox Orange Pippin, Kids Orange Red has moderate resistance to fire blight, scab, and most other other diseases, and in general is less fussy than Cox Orange Pippin, and the flavor is almost identical to Cox Orange Pippin, making this apple a raving success. Although it's not grown that much anymore under commercial settings, it is probably a good Apple to grow if you're a homesteader under minimum spray environments and low input environments. Kids' orange red would become the basis for further breeding projects. He would then cross breed Kids' orange red with another American apple called Golden Delicious. And again, we'll cover this in another video. But a vast number of seedlings over the course of his lifetime were made much of which were crosses between Kids Orange Red and Golden Delicious. Most of the material he made was sent to the New Zealand government for evaluation, to see if they would be commercially productive, as this was the standard back in the day. Interestingly enough, on a side note, in Ontario, the Ontario government, through MAFRA also evaluates most of the apple varieties as well. But I digress. Outside of this work, Mr. Kidd also introduced beer growing to Greytown, establishing a successful field within that district. In October 1945, Mr. Kidd would then die. Five years later, the seedlings he had bred had fruited. However, since russets were no longer considered commercially viable as of this time, up until and including modern days, and since the majority of the seedlings wound up being russets, in one form or another, most of the seedlings were scrapped, although a few apples lingered on and became popular heirloom cultivars such as Telstar and Freyberg. One among many showed commercial potential within the framework of modern agriculture. This variety was known as Kids d Eight. It was then judged alongside 900 other varieties from around the world, and was declared outstanding. Afterwards, it was given the name Gala, and released into the market in 1960, becoming one of the world's popular apples, and New Zealand's most important variety for a number of years. And a later sport of the Gala Apple called the Royal Gala became the standard for red apples since then. And that's the origin of the Gala they can see on screen right now. Thank you for watching. Thank you for watching this video. If you enjoyed this video, please like and subscribe. If you really enjoyed it and think you can donate, you can do so at buy me a coffee link in the description below. Thank you for watching.